Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Just Browsing. Uh, last week, Zach and I decided to go through uh, the round of 32, so today we're going to bring you our Sweet 16 picks, followed by the Elite Eight. Uh, again, we appreciate all of you listeners. Uh, we appreciate everyone that filled out a bracket, and uh, we would love your support. If you want to follow us on Facebook at Just Browsing, um, you know, just a fun little Facebook page. We're on iTunes, we're on YouTube. We're on Podbean, and after this great episode, we're going to apply to be on Spotify, so we will let you know about our Spotify status next week. So at that point, there's no excuse. Every no single excuse. podcast streaming platform that you could possibly use will be on it, so go listen. And leave a like, leave a comment, shoot us an email, hell, just say hello. Yeah, we do like... Um, you were just reading, of course, I guess your brother. I mean, he counts. He counts as if someone writing in yeah. with some suggestions. That's the, that's the first one. Uh, we do have that email. What's the email again, Matt? It's just some browsing at gmail.com. There you go. Just some browsing at gmail.com. So as we kind of progress with this podcast, feel free to shoot us an email, suggest ideas of stuff you want to hear us talk about. Matt's brother uh, sent us an email with some pretty good ideas for future episodes. So, you know, we've been... This might be our last episode, depending on how long we go here tonight on this movie franchise bracket, but we're obviously going to cover NBA playoffs here coming up because those are, are just, just tipped off, and we'll be covering TV shows, video games, all kinds of stuff in the future. The NFL, so, when it yeah, NFL starts up in about a month. Off. So yeah, um, with all that said, should, you, uh, should we just dive in? Let's just dive in. Let's right. get right in. we are in the Sweet 16 now, correct? Yep, correct. We have okay. our 16 teams. Well, yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> we know what we're doing here. So, do you want me to start? Yeah, there with have, that first let's matchup have in you the East. Start with the first okay. matchup because so Sweet Sixteen. We're now getting down to these should be relatively tough selections. You would think. Um, I know in our if you've listened to our first two episodes on this, where we covered round one and round two. Some of those matchups were pretty simple to decide on. Yeah. We didn't really spend too much time on them. We're like, okay, this is a pretty obvious choice here. Obviously, some of you out there may disagree with some of those, but we'd love to hear from you. We, we do have a few brackets here that have been filled out and handed in in person. Uh, and we, I just did a tally of the champions that we had selected from the, I don't know, 10 or 12 brackets that we had submitted. So I'll, I'll read those once we get to the final championship. But... Um, Obviously, you know, we've said that over and over again. This is opinion-based, but uh, this is going to be Matt's opinion and my opinion on all of these matchups. So, with that being said, first matchup in the Sweet 16 in the East region, we have Star Wars versus... I have Alien. Did you have Alien? We, we have both had else? Alien. The only ones we had different were... I took the Mummy over Mission Impossible. Oh, that's right. And then I believe I took... Lethal Weapon over DC, I believe, was the the other one. <laughs> I don't even know where that one is. <laughs> yeah, I can't see this. My bracket's all <laughs> jacked up right now. So, Okay, off to a hot start. Yep. Um, anyway, back to the first matchup. So it is Star Wars versus Alien. We both yep, have we that both matchup, have that right? one Because that's what's on my bracket. So just making sure. Um, with this one... I obviously went Star Wars. I don't think it's a secret at this point. Anyone who's been paying attention or anyone who knows me knows that I'm absolutely in love with Star Wars and I always will be. 
I do love the Alien franchise, but not as much as I love Star Wars. So that one, Star Wars moves on to the Elite Eight for me. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same spot. I think I think Star Wars is just it's too iconic. I mean, if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch any of the Star Wars or I'm going to sit down and watch any of the Aliens, Star Wars is going to be picked first. Yeah. No matter what episode it is. You can't go wrong. I'll I'll watch a Star Wars before I watch an Alien. Yeah. And I think that's going to be my deciding factor in a lot of these. Um but so yeah, I went with Star Wars as well. I mean, yeah, I think I, I super agree with that pick, pick on that's, that one. Yeah, and with Alien, I do really love some of the Alien movies. But with Alien, you know, if you were going to sit down and just hop in in the middle of some like Alien marathon on AMC or something, there are a couple of those that are duds. Like yeah. a couple of those sequels to the original. Like I, I can't remember three, like number three or number four. They get pretty weird, and they're not very good movies, right. to be honest. And it's always the original that really like yeah, it's the original, and the, then that immediate sequel are right. the absolute best. And then they had a couple of lackluster sequels after that, and then the new ones, you know, we kind of talked about last time. They're not necessarily the best, but they're really cool. They're fun to watch. Right, they're they're, they're entertaining. Yeah, they're it's, super. It's entertaining. a good entertainment. But I think with Star Wars, you you have a better you stand a better shot of tuning into really any random Star Wars movie and having it be a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Like most of the Star Wars movies are good movies. I think my least favorite Star Wars is Solo. And I haven't seen I, I the full thing agree. yet. Yeah. But I think with that being said, too, I like Star Wars that people don't like and the critics don't like. Like the middle three, which are technically episodes one, two, and three. I like those movies. I get the acting was a little cheesy, you know. Oh, you're talking about the original trilogy? No, like no, no, no. Day, or you're like episodes the one, two, and okay, three. Okay, okay, okay. The yeah, true episodes yeah. one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. I like those movies. People say I do like too, the acting is cheesy. I ride for the prequels. And, but and it might be one of those things where those came out when we were kids. Right, so we grew up so watching I think, those. Yeah, I remember, I remember like wearing out the VHS copies that we had of the original trilogy. So I was already in love with Star Wars. And then right. when the prequels came out, like when The Phantom Menace came out, my dad took me and my brother to see it in the theaters, and it was like the greatest day of my yeah. life. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, there's there's more Star Wars, and you got Darth Maul with the double sided lightsaber. Like it was it was amazing. It was great. So yeah, Star Wars. I'll just always love Star Wars. That one. That one. You know, as much as I love Alien, they're cool movies, but they just don't have the juice to hang no. with, with Star Wars. Bye, Alien. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So uh, Star Wars advances to the Elite Eight. You want to cover the next matchup? I yes. think ours is slightly different on this one. Right. So I have X Men versus the Mummy. And I had X-Men versus Mission Impossible. Right. Yeah. So, I went with The Mummy. Oh, my God. You got The Mummy still advancing. I got The Mummy moving on. The Mummy is a 10 seed. Right. I got The Mummy in my Elite Eight. The Mummy is a 10 seed going to the Elite Eight. But the thing is, again, going back to if I'm going to watch a Star Wars or an Alien, like if one of those is on TV, I'm going to click Star Wars. I'm not going to just click Alien. X-Men, I enjoy. I like watching... I almost feel that they can get a little boring sometimes. Hmm. Whereas the first, like if the mummy's on or the mummy returns is on, I'm glued to my TV. It could literally start right over, right after I just watched the full movie. And I will leave it on the same channel. I will rewatch it over and over again. And my parents will tell you the same shit. Those movies will always be on TV. If I have the, the remote... Boom. They're awesome, man. I'm putting the remote down and watching it. I think my thing with the Mummy franchise, which is obviously why I didn't even have it advancing past round one, is it's got two really awesome movies followed by two not very good movies. Well, and and I base 
this pick solely on the two awesome it, right movies. right it, it's hard and that's one thing i think i want to talk about for a second is with when you're dealing with these movie franchises it's really hard to think about when when we're playing a bracket out like this and you're thinking about the franchise as a whole versus another franchise as a whole it's hard not to take into consideration the whole franchise and just go with like oh that one franchise had this one amazing movie like mad max right and be like oh my god mad max fury road one of the best movies ever Mad Max is going to advance, but then you have to take a second and be like, yeah, but there's one really amazing movie, and then there's some others that just aren't as good. You know, like, just, they're okay, but they're not great. So I think that's where I land with stuff like The Mummy, and to me, I mean, on this matchup, I obviously didn't have The Mummy advancing even into round two. I had X-Men versus Mission Impossible, and I had to think about this one for a little bit. I've I kind of covered in our last couple episodes how much I love Mission Impossible and how good they're getting. I went with X-Men. And I think the reason being I was thinking about how many movies are in the X-Men franchise and how many of them that I've enjoyed versus how many of them that I haven't really enjoyed. And I think when I think about Mission Impossible, the ones that I want to watch are 3, 4, 5 and 6. So that gives me four movies that are really good. With X-Men, there's more than four movies in that franchise that I would love to sit down and watch on any... Just out of the whole list of movies in that franchise... There's a lot. There's, there's a shit ton of them, first of all. But like, there's a lot of them in there that really... There's only a couple ones in there that aren't very good movies. And even then, they're entertaining. Like X-Men right. 3 out of the original trilogy was like the most critically panned one out of that trilogy. And to be honest, it's still pretty entertaining. It's it's I will agree it's not that great of a movie, especially compared to the first two. And then you got the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. Yeah. Have you seen that one? It's not that good compared to the other ones. I don't either, know, but, but it's I Wolver- like it's a that. whole movie of Wolverine, you know, like killing people and blowing shit up. Like it's right. still awesome. So that's where I land with it. And cause then you have you think about that, you're like, okay, if that's the worst the franchise gets, then I'm I'm willing to take that. Cause then you got Oh, yeah. at, at its heights, at its peak, you got the original couple of X-Men. You have X-Men Days of Future Past, which I think is incredible. Then you got Logan, which... Logan you, you gotta, tops Yeah, you, yeah. you got to keep in mind that Logan is a part of this franchise. And Logan is just straight up one of the best movies ever. I like, mean, we have to think, too, Logan is the end of a character. Yeah. It would it's, be like if Marvel released a gritty like old man tale of like Iron Man, Tony Stark, like but at he's the end of dead. his life. Right. I know, but before Endgame. But he's dead. <laughs> before Endgame. Spoiler <laughs> alert, Matt. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, bad. but if it was like some gritty, like, you know, reckoning movie where it's like him as an old man having to like come to terms with all the like bad shit he's done in his life and all this kind of stuff. And it's like this Oscar level movie that they end up killing off that character. And it's like his whole movie. It's an Iron Man movie. Totally unrelated to the rest of the. It'd it's break like the not, box office. It, it would be yeah, it'd be amazing. Which is it what they, which is what X Men did with Logan, and dude, it's just straight up one of the best superhero movies ever. Yeah, made. oh, and, it's one of the most yeah. rewatchable for sure. Oh, God, I, I so could rewatch good. that over and over and over again. So, you okay? So in in my Elite Eight matchup there coming out of the East, I have Star Wars versus X Men, and, and I have what do you have? Star Wars versus the Mummy. Star Wars versus the Mummy. Wow. Okay. All right. But with that being said, I think we both, well, maybe not, but moving on to the West, I think we agreed on all of these. Um, For the first matchup, we had number one Marvel versus number four Fast and Furious. With Marvel, uh, you know, just as we were hitting with 
Tony Stark as Iron Man. I mean, one, we could almost do a bracket of just Marvel trilogies. Yeah. And Marvel characters because they're all going to... We have what? There's three Iron Men. Yeah. Pretty much all of the main guys have like their own The Guardians are on Volume 3. Yeah. The Hulk has, you know, all of his movies. I don't really follow the Hulk very much. <laughs> uh, Thor's got a shit ton of movies. Yeah, I mean they Black all. Black Widow's coming out. Black Panther's coming out with what the second the one. Second one. I'm sure there's going to be a third. That's what I mean. Like even even the side characters already have sequels planned. You know, and like, most of the main guys have a whole trilogy just for themselves. Next, there's going to be a movie on Groot, and he's just going to go. I am Groot. The whole movie, and everyone's going to be like, and it's going to be great. I guarantee and, it's going to be you great. you know, we're, we're all going to watch. <laughs> so, for that matchup, and for the fact that Fast and Furious, I think, wore themselves out, in my opinion, yeah. I went with Marvel. I went with Marvel as well. We had the same matchup there, Marvel versus Fast and Furious. And I just don't think it's even close. Um, I know there's a lot of Fast and Furious fran- fans out there, and... I am a Fast and Furious fan, but I, I was kind of mentioning on our last podcast, just I just tapped out after the seventh one. I just can't do it anymore. And, and then when I found I mean, out they this, were making three more, I was like, guys, I just can't. Like, they still what made it doing? to the Sweet 16. They did, like, I mean, it's definitely a Sweet 16 franchise to me. Out of this bracket, it's a Sweet 16 franchise. And maybe if it's not matched up against Marvel, maybe it's an Elite Eight. You right. know? Like, who knows? But I just don't think it stands a shot to hang with Marvel. Marvel has just done something that no other franchise in Hollywood has ever done. And they have way more movies. And I think their average rating on their movies are way better. I think Marvel has set, in terms of universe movies... They set the bar. They set a bar that doesn't exist. There's no other universe out there that I can think of that would compete on a level... Holy cow, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, buddy. No, I know what you mean. Like, the just the universe building and the whole idea of before what they did happened, we had never had a franchise where you tune into each installment and at the end of the movie, there's a, um, what do you call it, the post credit sequence? There's a post-credit sequence for the next movie that teases the next movie or teases like how this character falls into this larger universe where you're like, dude, holy shit! I didn't know Iron Man and Thor were in the same universe or Iron Man and Spider-Man were in the same universe and like that's what the Marvel comics fans have been used to for decades. Like they're in the comics, they all work together, but in the movies, it had always been well. You know, Hulk has his own movies. Spider-Man has his own movies, you know? And then before... And then Avengers came out, though, right. and everyone goes... Dude, I don't think the you... The way they tied it together, you yeah. sit there and go... You have to think back to how huge the first Avengers movie was and just how game-changing that was. To be such a huge blockbuster bringing all of these super famous, you know, historical superheroes together on the big screen for the first time and having it be... Not only a really entertaining popcorn summer blockbuster movie, but a really good movie with a really compelling plot. Dude, that had never been done before to that level. And they've just been hitting home runs ever since. It'll never be done again. I mean, we talked about this back when I think we kicked DC out. They tried to match it, and they just rushed it. Yep. I thought, you know, in my opinion, I thought Aquaman could have been a good, you know, it could have been like a good Thor-ish type series 
you know, you have Superman, you have Batman. I mean, you've got big names big that names. people love, and I feel like they just they butchered s- it. I mean, squandered it. They squandered the opportunity. Other than that, I mean, maybe you could say Harry Potter could have like a big universe, but at the same time, Harry Potter's kind of done. Yeah. You know, we have the Fantastic Beasts, but other than that, the Harry Potter universe is kind of shut off. Right. And, and there's, with Harry Potter too, you have, it's a straightforward, linear story where you have, okay, right. it's this one character, we're following him and his buddies throughout years one through seven, and here's the story that happens. With Marvel, it's like, you have this whole, it's like, a, it's, it, they make it seem like if you were a person just working your job in this universe you would be following these superheroes like they were celebrities. It'd be like Iron Man first appears, and then after that, it's just this domino effect of, oh, my God, then there's this thing called the Hulk, and then there's, who's this guy with the hammer who came right. out of this, this portal? and Who's this guy shooting webs out of his... Yeah, and then you got Captain America gets dethawed from the ice, and he right. already had his own mythology because he fought in World War II and all this stuff. And like, Then they all team up. You got aliens coming out of the sky and stuff. I mean... Right, they, they, they literally built it's themselves... It's so fleshed out. ...into success. Yeah, and it's, they, they make it a whole... They, it's literally a universe because they, you know, obviously with Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, they start bringing in the... Right. The, the outside of Earth sort of perspective of like, oh yeah, there's this other team of superheroes and there's these other big bad guys out in the universe that the Avengers don't even know about, but eventually they're going to find out about right. it. You know? It's just, what they've done is just incredible. And I think with Fast and Furious, I, I really try and resist the urge to shit all over that franchise because it just is so, there's so many cliches and tropes they have in there. Like, I just can't watch another movie where... Dominic Toretto is just walking around with a wife beater drinking a Corona and being like, it's all about family. One last ride. Like, I just can't anymore, dude. It's been done so many times. I think the thing with me with that is, you know, the first few movies were all realistic. Yep. Now you got cars that are jumping through skyscrapers. You got cars that are... So absurd. You know, flipping over cliffs and getting caught by like a grappling hook and swinging on the yeah. side and then swinging back up. They on turned the road into a superhero and, squad, basically. And I sit there and I go, you know, yeah, I can see this entertainment value, but this isn't like a fictional universe, right? This is this is like a real world event that you guys just completely butchered. Now you got some idiot. This probably out there trying to set up a grapple to catch his car as he drives off a cliff. And I can't wait to read about it, but you know, I think you hit on a good point there though. Like they started off grounded where it's, it's real world, you know, stuff that's happening, real world physics, real world, you know, racing on the streets and all this kind of stuff. Cause that stuff, it was was literally just about street racing. That stuff happens. And there are people who are armed robbers and all that kind of stuff. That stuff happens. But once you get to, I don't even know which movie they really started to become, just lose touch with reality. Six. But I think after they leave Brazil, when you know they for robbed sure, the, the yeah. bank. Because even know? with, I mean, Fast Five is still pretty ridiculous, but it's walking a fine line of like, okay, it's still kind of grounded, but this is also really absurd that they're doing I think all this. Six is, you know, when six they're landing and seven the, the cargo plane. out of control, I think that's man. Six. Yeah, where that super long... The, the, the runway, runway that the, never yeah, ends. I really want to know where that runway is. It's like a 35-minute sequence, and that thing's on the runway the entire time. Going like, how long is this a runway? A couple hundred miles per hour. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It just... 
I just got so like there's there have been very few franchises where they've literally run it into the ground so hard where I'm like I can't do it anymore and Fast and Furious is one of them. Yeah. And it sucks cuz I used to really like I mean they're still very entertaining They're when very I, entertaining. When I it's... catch them on TV I'm like okay cool I'll I'll tune into Fast and Furious while I'm eating dinner. I think whatever, I own but... 1 through 5 other than that I'm like eh. Yeah, and 5 is my personal favorite. I love Fast 5. I think it's great, but it's like I said it's starting to get right it, it at, right at that point in the franchise it's like oh my god now we're getting to be really absurd. And, yeah. I, I've heard that I haven't seen eight or Hobbs and Shaw, but now like uh, from what from people well, who have seen fast it, nine fast yeah, nine hundred and fourteen. Like, yeah, from I what mean, I've from what I've heard, they're just getting out our of kids are going to grow up with fast. Yeah, it'll probably well the way the bar that I always say like when I'm talking to people about movies is I'm like if you reach the number of movies that the Star Wars franchise has in it, like you better be bringing it every movie or you've made too many movies. I got news for the you. thing is though is. The money talks, and they that's still what it is. make a shit ton of money. That's, I mean, that's why you know Friday the Thirteenth movies and Nightmare on Elm Street movies keep getting them. made. Is there's people still going to the theater and watching them, which is great. I mean, I love movies more than anything, and I I I relate to those people who are like, hey, I found this thing that I absolutely love, and I don't care if it's Nightmare on Elm Street fifteen, I'm going to watch it. It looks awesome. You yeah, know? like it's just entertainment. That's all it is. But I just in terms of entertainment, in terms of Fast or uh, in terms of movie franchise, Marvel has Fast and Furious beat by a, a, a long way. But bringing us into our next matchup, I think we both had the six seed Jason Bourne versus number two Transformers. We did, yeah. I went with Transformers. Okay, because I did too. And okay, I, I was okay. curious to what you picked on this. No, I went with Transformers, and again, like we've said in the previous episodes, the original three or what did it? Oh yeah, the those movies are just phenomenal i could watch those you know day in and day out they were the movies that got all of us guys and you know i think we were in middle school maybe when the first one came out or middle school and then into high school. school yeah so megan fox was like dude megan fox you know she was a fox to us back then we were like you know fuck yeah it's megan <laughs> fox we're gonna go watch it yeah absolutely she's gorgeous and, and you got it's it's funny because when you watch those movies they're so like I heard someone say one time, like, Michael Bay makes movies for, like, teenage boys, basically. Because all it is is just explosions, military stuff, robots, and, like, hot chicks. That's and all cars. it is. And cars. And nice and cars. And really, really nice cars. That's all it is. And it's like, I mean, if you think about a list of things that teenage boys through young adult men love, it's those things. Girls, right cars. <laughs> Explosions. Yeah, it's like okay, hmm. I'm sold. What I don't care what the plot is. I'm Shocker, watching. mom, I'm going to see yeah. Transformers. Yeah. They're great, dude. And I, I think it was a little bit tough for me because I do love the Jason Bourne movies. I love me some spy movies, and you know, give me all of the like rogue assassin slash spy dude who's beating the shit out of people and trying to hide and overthrow, you know, the government agency that's tracking him and uncover the conspiracy and all that. I love that shit, but. I would just rather probably tune into a Transformers yeah. movie. They're easier to watch. And it's like with Jason Bourne, especially real, really with any of them, if you tune into those on TV and you come in and like right in the middle, it's kind of hard to follow the plot right. a little bit. Transformers they're very, can come in and they're just you know, spy, like spy movie plots are normally a little more complicated than a Transformers right. movie is going to be. So you come in you're like, okay, I think I remember what he was doing here, but I'm not exactly sure who this guy is. And like, was that his girlfriend or was that like his wife or was that the one who died first or whatever? Like you're trying to right, you're trying get to caught out up. Like, yeah, line. like why is he in 
you know, Beirut or wherever the hell he and is. And then you realize you're on the out. third movie and you're like, yeah, I've missed a lot. And they're great. I mean, the action set pieces are awesome. The fight scenes are really cool. But I think Transformers is just more fun to watch. They're easier viewing. They're easier to and follow. And the first I think, three I think are they're just, more entertaining, too. They're, they're just, more entertaining. They're, yeah. they're very action-oriented. Very action-packed. And, and they just go. And number three on that one is my favorite. Oh, the I Dark love of Dark the Moon. Dude, that one was pretty incredible. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of bummed they kept making them after that because I feel like... It makes you wonder what's to on me, the dark the, side of the moon. Dude, I, oh, my God. Okay, so any sort of playing into, like what was it like 60s era like space, right, space exploration race. and the space race stuff and conspiracies about what's on the other side of the moon dude i am in like that whole plot line i was Tune like in for a new oh episode my God. of the space race <laughs> dude that that had me sold so fast where they were like that's why we haven't ever been back to the moon or whatever because like they went up there and found all this like cybertron wreckage and stuff well, on the other side why of the haven't moon we been back to the moon and, oh it's God, too expensive so cool. and then they literally explain in that that they do Counting crunches yeah. to make sure that no one to ever make goes sure back. It's too expensive. Yeah. We haven't been back to the moon. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, Transformers. Anyway, Transformers. Yep. Transformers beats Jason Bourne there. So, do you want to start in the Midwest or the Let's South? Let's start the South because I believe that's the top of the bracket. Right. Okay. So Go ahead. we're switching over. We're moving over to the other side of the bracket, and I think we both had Harry Potter and Indiana Jones. Yep, that was the Sweet Sixteen matchup. Uh, again, super easy for me. Harry Potter. I mean, phenomenal. Just phenomenal movies. I'll always choose Harry Potter over anything else. I'm such a nut, though, that I have to watch one through seven. <laughs> I can't watch, you know, two. I get, if, I if get two's how that is. If two's on TV, I get how that is. I, I'll leave the room. Yeah, and be like, no, I got to go put I it. I won't watch room. it. And if people are like, well, why not? Or I'll literally grab my DVD, and I'm like, one's going in the yeah. TV. I, I'm the we'll same way. Two. I really don't like hopping in in the middle of series. It bugs the shit out of me. And it's weird to me. I mean, if it's on TV, that's one thing, but... If someone's gonna just like pop in like the third or fourth movie. one in a in a series, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, can we watch all of them like from right. the beginning? I want to do the whole story, especially if I haven't seen them in a while. It's like let's just start with number one and go all the way through. I love that. So um, yeah, I, I agree with you on this one. I went Harry Potter over Indiana Jones. Um, Indiana Jones is awesome. But Harry Potter is more awesome. <laughs> That's my summary there. I love Indiana Jones. Again, another one of those. But Indiana Jones is one of those. I could watch any of them in any order because yeah. he, I get that. They're kind of standalone. I get there's they're, an order, but they're yeah. not They're kind of standalone. Yeah. It's like, what, what, what adventure is he up to now? Right. And, and it's they, cool. The whole like archaeology, you know, like the swashbuckling like archaeology right. guy who's like this like alpha male dude. who's got He's got the cowboy hat and the whip and everything. And... Just like oozing charisma. Like Never Harrison dies, Ford is just so awesome. But it's terrified of snakes. Yeah, and it's got humor in it, you know, and right. they get kind of dark, but they're full of like action and like yeah, they always, fun adventure they, you know, and stuff. None of them are boring. I they're know awesome. people shit on them. the Crystal Skull, but the entertainment value in there... It's, a, it's, it's just a really well-made movie. Like, right. they're all really well-made. It's well -made. there, but it's kind of like, all right, we yeah. went from... It's just not doing, quite as good as the other ones. You're yeah. doing like all these, you know, kind of... None of them are realistic, let's be real. Yeah. But yeah. you do all of this, and all of a sudden now we got aliens involved. Like, I, I am glad they went to another part of the world, though, and, you know, did all that. But, but yeah, sorry, I James think. James Bond. I, or not James Bond. Jeez. Thursday. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I think Harry Potter easily takes the cake on that yeah. one. Indiana Jones, um, like I said, is a pretty great franchise, but Harry Potter, just what they have been able to pull off, and just the cultural significance of that series, too, like. You know, it, oh, it's yeah. it, like I was kind of mentioning, you know, I've been to Comic-Con here in Denver the last couple of years and 
the stuff you see the most of is like Harry Potter, Marvel, Star, Star Wars, Wars, and like Game of Thrones. Like right. that's what you see the most of. So to make it into that short list of like the most people the dressing up or wearing shirts of that franchise, Harry Potter's in that conversation. Yeah. Indiana Jones is not in that conversation. So No. All right, so the next matchup there in the South for the Sweet 16, we got, I had Star Trek versus James Bond. Now, what was your matchup? I had Lethal Weapon versus James Bond. Oh, okay. So that was the other one that we we didn't agree on, was the Lethal Weapon Star Trek in the last round. That's right, that's right. So do you want to go first on yours? Yeah, that was another... I wouldn't say it was easy. I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Great entertainment value. I don't know what it is about him. I think I could watch him all day. I, I just, you know, Joe Pesci, he's, he's just a great character. Just super funny. I kind of forgot Joe Pesci was in those movies for a second. Yeah, he's kind of like that annoying guy that, like, hangs yeah. around and everyone hates him and, he, you know, he gets shit on all movies, but he's great. He's hilarious. Joe Pesci's had, like, a real weird career where, like, in some movies he's this kind of annoying, like, super talkative, like, goofy guy. And then he's in Goodfellas and Casino and The Irishman, where he's like this really scary, like badass. And then you have him, dude, you know, as a security guard at the the McAllister's house, and he loses a gold tooth. And yeah, I mean, Joe Pesci's great. I love just him. weird. But with that being said, I did go with James Bond over Lethal Weapon. Again, James Bond is just. I mean, it's another one that I can just sit down and if if James Bond is on, I'll watch it. I mean, it's the entertainment value. Always going, action-packed. They're keeping up with the times, too. You know, yeah. ever since they started, what, in the 60s, they keep upgrading everything. So things aren't getting old. Um, so, yeah, I, I went with James Bond. I think they're uh, they're very entertaining, and I, I feel Lethal Weapon didn't necessarily deserve to sneak into the Elite Eight as much as I enjoy watching those. Yeah, well, Lethal Weapon making it to the Sweet 16 is pretty impressive. They did not do that in my bracket. They did win one game. Well, no, they didn't. No, they did. <laughs> they beat Godzilla. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They won one game, but they didn't advance past that. So in the Sweet 16, I had Star Trek versus James Bond. Now, this one, not super tough, but kind of tough for me. I think, like I said in the past couple episodes, my only issue with Star Trek is that I haven't had as much exposure to that franchise as a lot of people have. I've just caught the the most recent ones, the new J.J. Abrams movies. Right. And I think those are really, really awesome. I'm pretty much glued to the TV anytime those are on like the especially Star Trek and then Star Trek Into Darkness the one with Khan really good really really good but I went with James Bond on this one and I just think I've seen more James Bond movies and I've liked more James Bond movies than Star Trek movies and the Daniel Craig ones are my favorite by far I really liked the Pierce Brosnan ones it's probably the Pierce Brosnan ones and the and the Daniel Craig ones I remember the best well those are the ones we I've grew seen, up with I've seen some of the older ones like maybe one or two of like the uh, what was his name Sean Connery Sean ones Connery. and maybe one or two like Tim, Timothy Dalton ones but that's about it and I barely remember what happened but and like the Pierce Brosnan ones are really fun they're super 90s like very yeah, 90s 100%. James Bond movies with like the crazy gadgets and shit, and like I remember the, Halle Berry was in. Yep, uh, Halle Berry was in one I, of those. I don't know what yeah. the movie, which movie it was, but I remember she was in one. Yeah, the Pierce Brosnan ones were cool. I thought he made a cool Bond, but the Daniel Craig ones are by far my favorite. I think He's they're definitely just, meant to play. A they're Bond more, character. yeah, and they're they're more grounded. They're more real world. Like they give him gadgets and stuff, but not that many. It's not like he's got right. like weird 
harpoon shooting out of the front of his gun and like or or shooting out of the front of his car and like swinging off a cliff and doing all this kind of crazy shit. Why wouldn't put it? Past I mean, he's doing yet. some of that, but there's not a lot of it. It's mainly just like, hey, here's this badass secret you know, MI6, you know, spy agent, and he's just going around, like, taking down bad guys and infiltrating right. these secret, you know, sinister organizations and stuff. And, and falling in love again and then getting his heart broke yeah. because she turns out to be a bad again. And like you said, they keep up with the times. Like, um, Spectre was on TV the other day, and I caught kind of towards the end of Spectre. And Skyfall and Spectre... Because you know how the Daniel Craig ones, he's made, like, what, five of them now at this point? I they all so. kind of have an overarching story throughout right. the whole thing of like, they're each kind of a standalone, but he's having a character arc throughout all five that is, is tied together. And so like Spectre, the bad organization inspector is like responsible for all of the other bad organizations in the other ones that he's been in kind of like that was the explanation. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And um, like you said about keeping up with the times with Skyfall and Spectre, they made it a lot about, you know, some secret sinister organization infiltrating the world's governments and instituting these mass surveillance programs that this, the regular public doesn't know about. Right. And obviously that can be very, very problematic in the wrong hands. And I, I like that whole idea of bringing the technology into it and being like, you know, we have the, the technological capability to spy on this many people. And if that technology falls into the wrong hands, especially if they're pretending to just be government officials who are supposedly yeah. doing what's in the best interest of you know the people they serve, that's a real big issue. And you right. know we just hope that we got a James Bond out there like taking him down. You know, but I don't we know how much that shit hope. really happens in real life. Um, I feel like it happens like, a lot more than we we yeah. know, but. Like you I know, wonder, you, people, do you ever that's why people that? just die and we don't hear about it. Do you ever, yeah? Do you ever wonder about like with Mission Impossible and James Bond and Jason Bourne and all this kind of stuff? You're like, I wonder how much of this stuff is happening in real life behind the scenes that we never hear about, where they're preventing like real major disasters. Because there are, I mean, well, secret, MI6 release, is a real thing and the CIA right. is a real thing you and can't, all that. You so, can't like, release certain things because it cause mass panic. Yeah. yeah, but like I wonder how many fires they're putting out that are like saving. Thousands, oh. if not millions, of lives that we just never hear about. It's like a, a crisis that was averted because of guys like that who like I'd have put to their lives on the line to a decent amount. It. I mean, that shit's cool to me. It's cool to think about. You know, you know, it's it's stuff we'll never know unless you become president or you know you're the chief of the CIA. But yeah, there's shit that goes on in this world that. We know nothing about, or or we'll learn about it, and then they go, yeah, that was like 10 years ago. And yeah. we go, there was plans to blow up half of the globe 10 years ago, and they go, yeah, but we went and we found all the bombs and you know, disposed yeah, of them. We shut it down. We, Ethan Hunt was on the case. Well, what'd you do with them? And they're like, we can't tell you that. It's classified. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's why I picked James Bond on that one. And I, I told you last episode I love sci-fi stuff, so it's hard for a franchise to beat out something that takes place in space with like aliens and spaceships and stuff like that. Cause I love sci-fi, but James Bond is just a really, really awesome franchise. Yeah, I think it, it beats Star Trek. They just, it's, it's ageless. It really is. And what's great about it too, is we're always going to have James Bond movies. You know, they're just going to recap when Daniel Craig's done, they're just going to recast James Bond and we'll get five or six more or however many they're contracted for. And we'll just keep getting, New stories, you know, like that's just an endless well. Just of keep them coming. Creative content there. So, but I mean, think think of 
they can literally do something for everything because there's always a world problem that needs to oh, be yeah. solved. Yeah. And, and boom, there he is. There you go. Now, with that being said, we can move on to the Midwest. We had the same matchup here. Which was one versus four, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Um, you know, the Middle Earth universe versus Terminator. Easy one for me. I love the Terminator. I think Arnold's great. But Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit just can't be beat. I mean... Dude, it's so hard to beat that franchise. I, they're just too good. Yeah, I'm the same way. I went with Lord of the Rings. So, for anyone who didn't catch that, we had Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit against Terminator in Sweet 16 matchup. And, man, I love Terminator, but the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit movies, God, they're great. Like, I, I, I just don't know how you're going to... I mean... And we had Terminator ranked as what a number four a franchise, four seat, which I think yeah. that's that's fair. And even a four just does not have the juice to hang with the Lord of the Rings. Like no, just, they're just outmatched. Honestly, only one seeds in this can hang with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and honestly, I think I would have Lord of the Rings in my championship if they were on a different side of the bracket. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, because they're going up against they go well, against Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think say what you will about the Hobbit movies, I personally really enjoyed them. I know people didn't like them as much as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but that Lord of the Rings trilogy, God, that's just some of the it's, best movies ever. Well, I just, I like The Hobbit. I know people shit on it because of the use of CGI. I love the stories in there. God, you know, the stories are so good. I love, I love the characters that are, are in there and the characters that are played. I think that's what we have to consider when you talk about Lord of the Rings. It's, it's, it's honestly one of the best stories ever told in terms of like how many oh, yeah. people have had experience and an exposure to that story, whether through the books or through the movies or both well, throughout generations. I mean, those were, those books were written a long time ago. I was going to say, when and were the Lord of the Rings books written? You could look it up, but it's been a long time. And those movies are still, I mean, there's, there's kids all the time, new generations that are being introduced to those movies by people like you and me who are like, you have got to see the Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. Yeah, and I mean... So let's see. If the Fellowship of the Ring was published in 1954, check The Hobbit. I think he I wrote think the, the Hobbit, Hobbit first. Was 19. So 54 was Fellowship. Right, and then I think it said 55. I'll have to go back, but uh, I thought he wrote The Hobbit first. But I think I he be wrote wrong. The Hobbit because that's the that's the beginning story. That's the beginning, yeah. Um. But let's uh, let's you know let's let's make sure our facts are straight here. Okay. We don't want to be fact checked now. But I guess I'll ramble for a second while you look that up. Lord of the Rings, just especially when you you know when that's coming on, like say that's going to come on TNT because they love to show those movies all the time. Say it's coming on and it's the beginning of that story. Like I'm pretty sure at the beginning of Fellowship, I haven't seen Fellowship in a long time, but doesn't it start with like sauron back in the day like battling it's it you know because it takes place like something that happened like they start hundreds the battle, if not thousands of years before like the age of man right. or whatever right so they, they start the whole like battle of middle earth at mount doom yeah and just epic they, shit you know, dude like you i i dare anyone to put on that movie and see that opening sequence and about like the history of this world and not be immediately sucked into that oh, yeah. whole lore and that whole world and the ring and everything. Dude, oh my... It's so good. It's it's phenomenal. So, going back, The Hobbit was published on September 21st of 1937. There you go, 1937. So, this story has been around for a really long time. And it's still... As popular today as it probably ever has been, especially with oh, especially with, with the release of those movies, 
I, I think the rights to like the, those stories, the, the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, you got to pay a pretty penny to get oh, the yeah. rights to those stories. And like, there's a whole Tolkien estate. Like his family, since he died, they have like the rights right. to those stories. And you know, thank God Peter Jackson and whatever studio it was made those movies because well, those movies are tremendous. And if we think about it, those movies are average about three hours. Oh yeah, it's a long. Maybe story. they even average longer. And we're missing a lot of detail. Yeah. A There's lot. a lot going on in those books. I haven't read them yet, but I've I've heard people talk about them, and I've kind of researched it a little bit. And yeah, the lore that he built up, just it, the world building, is immense. Yeah, and and you, we don't get that in the movies, which I, it's okay, people. They're movies. You don't want to sit there to watch. You can only cram the in Fellowship so much, of yeah. the Ring, and it be a nine-hour-long movie. Right. I'll watch it. But it's going to have to Which, span three days. By the way, um, quick little sidebar while we're talking about that. They could, you know, because something like that would lend itself to be made really well as a TV show like Game of Thrones. Right. Well, I think we did talked you, about did this. Did you hear that Amazon is like planning on making a Lord yeah. of the Rings TV series? I'm going to be tuning in for that. That sounds My awesome. issue with that is the characters are, I, I, so if they get the same cast, great. If you don't get the same cast... Well, I don't know if they're going to be doing... See, that's, this is the thing, and what you were just saying. There's so much lore and history and all that kind of stuff that they don't have to do the story that was done in the movies. They can be telling you stories that happened way prior to that or stuff that was happening during that time, but it was just involving other characters right. and stuff. Like, There's so much you can do with it. But you if, don't have to bring back if you bring in, Aragon and Right, Frodo but if you bring in those main characters... like I want to know what happened to Gimli. We meet his dad in The Hobbit. Yeah. Then what happened? You know, where are all the dwarfs? They, they're gone. Like, is Gimli the last dwarf? No, because in the Fellowship of the Ring, when they're meeting in um, Rivendell, there's other dwarfs there. And then no one shows up. Like, the rest, he's the only dwarf. So it's like, I'm sure there's details in the book that explain what happens. Yeah. But I sit there and I go, where's this? We see other elves. Yeah. You know, obviously we see men. But, like, is Gimli a one of a kind now? Yeah. No, I get, I I get love what Gimli. you mean. Like, wanting to know what happens. I, I think I'm okay with the story as it's been told, the main story as a you know beginning, middle, and end. I'm okay with it how it is now because those movies... Like, I, don't, I don't think you're going to do a better job than those movies telling that story for a visual medium. No. But I would love to dive into some of the lore and some of the prehistory of what happened in Middle Earth before yeah. all of the events that we saw in those stories because... That's part of what made me so fascinated by Game of Thrones, too, is they kept referencing all this stuff that happened, like, hundreds Pretty, of years like before a- what you're seeing. And you're like, holy shit. You know, this guy has thought about so much like a, of a the true history. history of the yeah, movie, uh, he fleshed just- out an entire history of a world. Like, it's like right. our world where you can dive back into the history of all these armies and societies that have in civilizations that have existed. Instead of rose to power. One. Yeah, and then fallen. All that happened within this world, too, which is the most amazing part about that accomplishment of him creating that story is just the creative prowess to come up with that story is just so incredible. I, I don't even know how to like put it into words. No. It's amazing. And, and that's why it smokes Terminator. Yeah, it's, and which is, I guess, a long-winded way of saying Terminator doesn't stand a shot. And don't get me wrong, I love Terminator. I love Terminator, too. Um, I think the first two are super, super awesome. And I ha- the only one I haven't seen is the newest one, but I will check it out at some point because I do love Terminator. 
Right. No, I'm, I'm the same way. All right, should we move on? We got kind of long-winded on the Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, we're on our, our final Sweet 16 matchup. All right, last Sweet 16 matchup here in the Midwest. So I think we had the same ones here. I don't have any red marking out on some of my selections, so... Yeah, I think we're... I think we ended up good. with Rocky versus Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that what you have? That's what I have. Okay. So, this, to me, was... It, well, it's an upset for me, and it's an upset according to the seating as well. I went with Rocky. I mean... What do you have? You can't go wrong with Rocky. But... I did go with Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. I can't blame you at all for going with Pirates of the Caribbean. The only reason I made this selection, and I guess it's fortuitous that we're having this podcast today because I just wrapped up a podcast where they were breaking down the entire Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And the two guys who were doing the podcast were really shitting on all of the movies that followed Black Pearl. They so were, they every were, movie yeah, besides they, they were, the first. They were poking holes in the plot and all this kind of stuff of all of the other movies and... I disagree with what they were saying. I think number two and number three are still really good. They're, the first one is the best. I think that's pretty undeniable. Yeah, you can't argue that one. Two and three are, are really good. They didn't seem to think so. And even number four I liked. The last one, the, like the newest one, Dead Men Tell No Tales, I do agree that that movie's not very good. It seems like they're all just kind of phoning it in, and it's like, okay, let's just crank out another one because they're going to let us make another one, and let's, and we're gonna you make know, let's try and a make a few hundred million dollars. Them. Yeah. So I, I don't think that one's very good, but... I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. After listening to that podcast of them talking about it, I really want to rewatch them. But I think Rocky is a stronger franchise. I just do. I think there's he's more iconic and he like the first one is such a classic and really like the first 3 really good movies. Number 4 is my favorite, which is pretty insane for being a fourth one in a in a series for that to be my right, favorite yeah. one. And then you know, once the Rocky series wraps up, you also have the spinoffs of the Creed movies, Creed, and yeah. I can't understate how amazing the Creed movies and those are. Aren't I done love yet. Creed. Those aren't they're done not yet. done. Oh, they're gonna keep making those, and I think Creed Michael B. Jordan has done a terrific job with those movies, and I, I I don't know. I just went with when I really sat down and looked at it and thought about it. I was like, I think Rocky's just a stronger franchise. Uh, yeah, it was a tough one for me. I think I've worn myself out on Rocky almost. Just. I mean, they're both, in my opinion, great. I don't think we could have gone wrong with them. The more I look at it, I almost think we could have had Rocky higher than a six seed. Yeah. Um, but I did go with Pirates, and, you know, I just think it's... Here, l listen to this. Here were the five seeds, because this is the way I like to think about it. You think we could have had it as higher than a six? Here are the five seeds. Paranormal Activity. Yep. Good Rambo. Man. Shrek and Predator. I think we could have it probably could have Predator replaced Paranormal Activity. And Paranormal Activity. I think it could have yeah. been in either of those. I agree. So we could have had that placed a little bit higher, which may four have, seeds no with Alien, Fast and Furious, Indiana Jones, and Terminator. I think yeah, it those would have been tough to crack four seeds, a, a, yeah. a top four. So but, we it maybe could have been ranked one seed higher. I don't know how much so let, let's see. That would have been in be the real. five slot. That, that would have made been, them him that would have made him go against the four seeds. Yeah, so they would have matched up against Jack Ryan and then the winner of Terminator and Poltergeist. Right. So, so it would have gone up against So Rocky would have gone against basically. Terminator or Indiana Jones, Fast and Furious, or Alien. So yeah, I don't, either, either way in my bracket, they, they're getting eliminated. Right. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think we could have had them ranked a little bit higher, but for me, 
Rocky as a six seed is the lowest ranked seed franchise that I have in my elite eight as a six. Well, speaking of the elite eight, should we jump right in? I think we should. What 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 time are we at here? You know, we're at we forty-seven good? minutes. We're doing oh, we good. can crank this out. Come on, let's just keep going. All right. So moving on to the elite eight. Are we starting in the east? We'll we'll go back to the east. Okay. I had Star Wars versus the Mummy, and Zach had Star Wars versus X Men. Now I am eagerly anticipating the results of your Star Wars versus the Mummy matchup. Please so, tell me that you made the right decision here. Yes, I went with the Mummy. Son of a bitch. <laughs> No, okay, so you know what? We could probably fly through this Elite Eight because I feel like we're not going to have very many arguments on this. Okay. It, did, unless you pick the fucking mummy. No, no, no. I, I, I went with Star Wars. In which Wars. case, I'm going to have a serious issue. I went with Star Wars. Okay. Easy one. Um, I love the mummy, but they're Cinderella story. Okay, and, good. And I'm, I'm, all right. I'm happy, I'm happy that you made that decision. Um, yeah, in, in the East Elite Eight matchup, I had Star Wars versus X-Men. Uh X-Men beat Mission Impossible, but I think this is where its run ends. Um, X-Men was a three seed. I think that's pretty good, making it to the Elite Eight as a three seed. Um, They're going to get stomped on by Star Wars, though. I I really do love X-Men. I mean, I've kind of made my thoughts on X-Men clear here in this podcast, but Star Wars is going to roll past X-Men. Sorry, sorry, X-Men. Yeah. All right, moving on to the West. Marvel versus Transformers. That's a pretty good matchup right there. I went with... Transformers. I really did. Did you really? I took Transformers. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. Marvel has been knocked out. And I think, for me, the thing Hot that knocks take. Marvel out Please is, explain. <laughs> I will if my dog quits attacking me. I, I, okay, I love Marvel. But I'm not going to sit there, honestly. Besides Guardians of the Galaxy... And well, because we said Deadpool's more of the X Men. Yeah, Deadpool is in the X Men franchise. So besides Guardians, I'm not like the hugest Marvel nerd. I love their movies. Don't get me wrong. Avengers are great. Like all of them. Have are, you seen are all of the Marvel movies? I've seen all of them. Okay. I just wanted to establish that before we started talking. There's just something about Transformers that just can suck me in, and so you're taking three good movies over roughly twenty good movies. 20 really good movies. Yeah, and you know what? This is opinion, because you're going to take Star Wars over the greatest movie franchise hey, We're getting ahead of ourselves. Don't get there oh, yet. Yeah, Don't yeah, get right, there right. yet. So, no, I did. I, I went with Transformers. I think... Wow, okay. In, in my, you know, my opinion, which, you know, let's, let's hear from our critics that listen to this, what your thoughts of my opinion are, but... And this is no knock on Marvel. It's not really like a big upset either. I mean, Transformers is a two seed in this side of the bracket, so they're right there, one and two. You know. I mean, think. I mean, who wrote Transformers? Because that shit's been around f- forever. I don't know about like the original cartoon. I haven't seen like any of the cartoons. Because I grew up watching stuff. the cartoon Transformers. Okay, yeah. See, all I've seen are like the live action. Pop tarts before movies. elementary school. Okay, I got so, you. I don't. I don't know much about like the cartoons and stuff, the animated films, but. I mean, I do love Transformers. I just think taking out Marvel, that's... I don't know about that, buddy. Yeah, well... <laughs> but hey, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And my opinion's right. Okay, and if you so, don't like that, then you can leave. I'm not leaving. Okay. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> it's for the we'll, we'll Wolf, talk about Wolf that Wall movie Street later. fans out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so Marvel versus Transformers, to me, I had Marvel moving on. 
So I had in the final four coming out of the east and west side of the bracket, Star Wars versus Marvel. A couple of heavy hitters there. And I have Star Wars versus Transformers. Again, weren't the heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean, this, we're, down to, we're talking about the Elite Eight here. So, I mean, the, the final eight teams out of 64 franchises. In Are most sure. brackets, these eight teams, these eight franchises, Are should be, be real big-time, mega-blockbuster, heavy-hitting franchises. Except for some of these people out here. I, mean, I was going to say, we'll get to those submitted brackets here in a little bit. But, okay. I mean, Transformers over Marvel, I know in it, terms it of seeding, is not, not, not a huge upset. But to me, wow. Yeah, like Marvel, dude. Marvel is like the pinnacle. I get you like Marvel, okay? I get <laughs> dude, you don't like it? my Transformers. I'm not saying I don't I like, like Marvel. I like Transformers. I just... Something about the Transformers movies, you okay. know, bring me to them. All right. Well, let's move over to the South, uh, shall we? Easy one. I got Harry Potter beating James Bond. That's an easy, you know, 100 to 0 score right yeah, okay. there. Elite 8 in the South region. Harry Potter versus James Bond. We both had that. Yep. I went with Harry Potter as well. I really, really, really like Harry Potter. I love James Bond, but I've read the books for Harry Potter. I've seen all the movies. I love all the movies. I love the books. I'm going to go back and reread the books here in the next couple months. I need to. Because I read them when I was a little kid, and I want to go back and read them as an adult because I've pretty much forgotten everything that happened. Right, now you can retain a little bit more. All I know about the story at this point is now the movies, you know? So I don't know. I kind of want to go back and see what the subtle, subtle differences are between the book and the movies, and there's probably more stuff included in the books. Um, Harry Potter just what what J.K. Rowling accomplished with creating that world is like like I was saying it's everything phenomenal. about Lord of the Rings it's it's unbelievable unbelievable just, that world just the built. imagination the, yeah the imagination and the creativity that it took to create that and whole the thing. flow and, like and it just captivated the imagination of so many people like right and it I mean those books are still like some of the top sellers in the world today and those books have been out forever will be they're great they're amazing. And the movies are really well done. I think the Fantastic Beast movies, I could take them or leave them. They're okay. I if you're count, into Harry I Potter. I kind of exclude those out of Harry yeah. Potter because, I mean, I guess that you could say they have a direct you know, correlation with the movies. Yeah. But I, Harry but, Potter to me is Harry Potter. Right. It's, it's Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone through, through the Deathly, Deathly Hallows. Hallows. That's, that's Harry Potter. You know, I like it so much, I'm going to get Harry Potter tattoos on my body. Are you going to get a Deathly Hallows tattoo? I'm going to get a Deathly so Hallows dope. tattoo I love it. on my bicep. Dude, it's so simple. What a great idea for a tattoo. You can just get the little like triangle thing. Like It's, it's perfect. With the wand. Yeah. And the, the fucking circle. Oh, my God, dude. Harry it's going to be so dope. Great. It's so great. By the way, so they, uh, I don't know how much, do you have HBO or did you have HBO no, like poor. streaming? <laughs> Did you just say I'm poor? Yeah. <laughs> um, we had we were paying for HBO now, and it morphed into tran- or Transformers. I literally said morphed into, and I just immediately thought of Transformers. Uh, it morphed into HBO Max earlier this year, just right. like without us doing anything. And Harry Potter was released by Warner Brothers, and they put all of the Harry Potter movies on HBO Max because they were on HBO now for a while. We watched all of them, and then they cycled off. It's kind of like stuff on Netflix. It'll come on, and it'll cycle off, and then other stuff will come on. And I was like, man, I really wish there was somewhere we could go that just always had Harry Potter. And sure enough, HBO Max comes along, and it's a Warner Brothers-owned property, so all those movies are going to be on HBO Max permanently, or so I thought. And then within the last couple of weeks, they announced that there's some other streaming service that I guess they have the rights, whatever company this is actually has the rights to Harry Potter. Yeah, and they're yanking them off of HBO Max in like another month. So I'm like, okay, great. Well... Here's a thought. So I guess I'm for stuck you. with just rereading the books because I'm probably not going to have time to Here, rewatch. Here's all a thought for you on what, how much I like Harry Potter. 
going off to college, I wanted to take those movies. Right. Mom and dad are going, no, those are our movies. And I'm sitting there going, you're never going to watch them. Let me take them. They go, no. Black Friday rolls around. We roll into Walmart. Guess who scoops every single DVD? This guy. I wanted my own copy. Was there like a box set or did you have to buy them all individually? I just grabbed all the individual ones. Okay. It was cheaper. Then I'm sitting here and I'm going, I want to be able to watch Harry Potter whenever, wherever. I can't take a DVD player everywhere. Everything is becoming, you know, digital. Guess what's out there? Amazon Video. Guess who bought every episode so on you Amazon Video? Rebought them on Amazon. Prime? I rebought them, so I have two DVD sets because I count the one at my parents' house as mine because I'm the only one that watches those movies. <laughs> I have my own DVD set here at my house. Okay. And I have them on Amazon Video, so I can watch them anywhere. Like, anytime you want. Anytime you I want. I have them all downloaded on my, my phone. That's the shit. So you don't need any, like, Wi-Fi? I don't need Wi-Fi, nothing. I download them all before trips if they, Dude, you know, expire. Dude, I get expire. it. That's dedication, man. I love it. So, yeah, boom. Harry Potter through easy. Okay, so, yeah, Move, needless to say, we both had Harry Potter there. So, Harry Potter advancing to the Final Four. Yep. Um, okay. Last Elite Eight matchup in the Midwest region, we had Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit versus Rocky. Or Pirates of the Caribbean or for me. Pirates of the Caribbean. Again, I think we're both going to agree on this one. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, yep, it's Lord of the Rings for everything we just talked yep. about. Yeah, we don't need to re-highlight that. So, so, okay, go over. Do we have the same? We have the same teams in the Final Four. No, right? I have Transformers over Marvel. Oh, my God, I forgot you did. But it's like four seconds ago, and I just I'm trying to put it out of my memory. But to please everybody, I think we can just kind of jump into our championship matchup here. How are we doing on time? We're at 57 hours. We've been going too long. Should we stop? Well, no, let's just get it we'll done. We'll just finish. This is the Just Browsing podcast. We're supposed to be covering multiple topics, Matt, and I told you we can't spend this long on the 64 yeah, movie you know, franchise bracket. I'm just kidding. I would love to talk movies forever, but. We'll, right. we'll come back with more movie episodes. Let's, let's, uh, let's just do it. Let's finish it out here. So, all, right, so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you've all been waiting for, the final four. So on my bracket, I have coming out of the east and the west region, I have Star Wars going up against Marvel. And then out of the south and the midwest, I have Harry Potter going up against the Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit. Now, Matt, what's your now, final four matchup? My final four matchups... Out of the East, I have Star Wars. The West, I have Transformers 1, 2. Uh, out of the South, I have Harry Potter. And out of the Midwest, I have The Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit, both ones. Now, again, I think these are going to be... At least my selections here are going to be easier. Um, so I'll go ahead and start. Uh, out of the left side of the bracket, I'm taking Star Wars. Over Transformers. Over Transformers. Okay. Good man. Good man. Yeah, I mean, heaven forbid I take Transformers here. I might be sliding into my Dude, oven. Dude, you had Transformers beating Marvel. If you would have had Transformers beating Star Wars, we might not be friends anymore. Wait till we read these people's brackets. <laughs> well, they're not my friends. They can pick whatever they want, but, but you're my friend, and we would have had... I'm your best friend. We would need Say to have... everyone here. <laughs> I'm your best friend. We would need Say to have had... A serious discussion about your movie choices. And we would have sat down, we would have watched all of these movies. <laughs> and I would have said, Matt, write me a four page essay, Times New Roman, double spaced, about why double space. Transformers is better. But anyway, 
I went with Star Wars as well. Um, I had Star Wars versus Marvel. Um, that is, to me, the hardest matchup in this entire bracket, just the way we had it spaced out. So in my bracket, I have all one seeds in, in the final four. And I think it's just, for me, when I look at it, there's just no other options. I mean, I, I think, obviously, the way a bracket is built out, the one seeds are coming out of each of the four regions. You know, if they matched up against each other earlier on, if we didn't do a bracket the way you were traditionally we just randomized, to do it, yeah, yeah, then maybe it wouldn't end up this way. But we did it the way it should be done, where there's a one seed coming out of each region. So the one seeds, to me, made it out of every region. They beat all of these other franchises. And now it comes down to the real nitty-gritty of like, okay, my favorite franchise of all time in Star Wars versus probably my second favorite franchise of all time in Marvel. I mean, I really love the Marvel movies and I have gone to see every single Marvel movie multiple times in theaters. I've seen it multiple times since it's been released. What they have accomplished with the Avengers series leading up to Infinity War and Endgame is just absolutely ridiculously awesome what they've been able to accomplish. But give me all the Luke Skywalker, the Jedi, the Force, Yoda imparting his wisdom, the space battles... Come on, dude. Star Wars. So, yeah. We both had Star Wars advancing from that side. So, you want to cover your other matchup on the other side? Ah, the easiest ones out there. We got the South versus the Midwest. So, Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Easy. I'm not getting Sauron tattooed on me. I'm getting a Deathly Hallows. That's your Harry answer. Potter all the way. I mean, you're literally getting a Harry Potter tattoo. So I'm if you chose Lord of the Rings I have over, a phoenix on my arm. I have a phoenix Over covers. Harry Potter, it'd be strange. Yeah. As much as I wanted to pick Lord I have of the a Rings, wand, too. I have serious black wand. I have a lightsaber, like, so there we go. A true wand. No, it's, it's magical. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't cross me, man. All right, whatever you say, Matt. Um, as much as I wanted to pick the Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit over Harry Potter just to kind of spite you, I can't do it. I, I like Harry Potter more than I do Lord of the Rings. I, I really do think that. I remember... So I guess a lot of this comes down to, and we've we've covered this multiple times with multiple franchises in this bracket, a lot of it comes down to what you grew up watching as a kid because that shit sticks with you for your whole life. Yep. Like, And it's not necessarily what you remember about the plot or the characters or any of that stuff. It's like how those movies made you feel as a kid. Like That feeling stays with you until you're it's, it's one of much those older. In your head, like... So... Now that we bo- we have agreed Star Wars versus Harry Potter, I'm just going to jump into my, my championship matchup and start arguing my Harry Potter point. Go ahead, because I, I wanted to talk Harry Potter. That's where I was and, going, um, so go ahead. Let's you just, know, let's just so like it. you said, it's we don't follow the plot when we're a young kid. We watch the movies. When I was a little kid, in my head, I wanted to get a Hogwarts letter in the mail so bad. Who didn't, dude? You know. Now, with that being said, I'll... I'll you know, go straight into Star Wars. That shit, and we can take this on another episode. That shit could be real. Space is endless. There could literally be shit out there like that. I mean, maybe not, you know, 100%. Otherwise, George well, Lucas is... I see what you're saying. And what... Okay, so what they kind of built into that, oh, to where that could be a thing that is occurring elsewhere in the universe is the very beginning of every movie starts with a long time ago in a galaxy galaxy far, far far away. away. Right. And it's like, 
okay, shit, that could have this could have been another galaxy on the other side of the universe from us that happened billions of years ago. Right. And or it's happening right now or, in a parallel yeah, universe. Yeah. And it's like it may seem super futuristic to us and stuff that we don't have the capability of but that could have been happening in another galaxy. I, I like thinking about that. Now, now with that Sam, being said, Sam said that 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 one sentence a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. He's like, nothing fucked with me more than when I was a kid, and that would start. And I was like, what? Because like, what you're watching as a kid is like spaceships and lightsabers. Right. You're like, we don't have this stuff. Like, how is this a long time ago? But like, because you it's in a galaxy far, yeah, far away. Yeah, you don't grasp that like how vast the universe is, and stuff's been happening for billions of years before well, we got to our point. You know. With that being said, going back to Harry Potter, Muggles aren't supposed to know about this shit. I was, that's what I was just gonna say when you were like, "Hey, Star Wars could be shit that's happening." Like, what, who's like, to say that the magical world's not happening right underneath our nose? It's like, supposed to be. They're supposed to be. So secretive and be casting spells and just kind of right. throwing a veil over our eyes that it's happening all around us. We just don't ever see it. Right. Or when so, they do see it, don't they? Can't they like erase our memories like Men in Black? Kinda? Right. They could like obliviate you, which is obliviate, the, the true, yeah, yeah. you know. Talk about a rough moment so, in that series is Harry Potter, or not Harry, um, Hermione having to do that to her parents to like protect dude, them. Dude, that was one of That's the rough. saddest starts to a movie. That's rough. And like, was that the they, very last one? Or was that the like the that second to the last That was the, the uh, Deathly Hallows part one. Okay. Because she she doesn't want to drag her parents right. into the wizarding war because they're just muggles, right? Right. Yeah. Because so that's like it's it's hardcore, man. Dude, it, those movies start out year one at Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone, what, however you want to call. I call it Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. That is such like a bright movie. You're like, all right, this dude's parents died. Now he's gonna go find himself. It's and, full of like wonder and awe. And, right. And then you when he gets slowly to Hogwarts, like, start, like after four, they start getting after kind the of Goblet dark, of man. Fire. I mean, when well, Voldemort comes back and kills Cedric Diggory, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen them, you can end the podcast here. I don't ever want to talk to you again. Never want to hear from you. We're not friends. Anyways, back to my Harry Potter rant. After Cedric Diggory died, that shit gets dark. It gets dark, And man. it gets dark quick. And you know what? Even before that, in Prisoner of Azkaban, in my memory... That's when the movies really started to kind of take on a dark tone, where you start having like the werewolf involved and all that kind of stuff. The Dementors, like, oh when, shit, when they and bring the Dementors, dude, dude, you're like, oh my god, okay, this is like no, no longer like kids movie stuff. Yeah. It's like this shit's real. I mean, like two, two is my least favorite. I think Chamber of Secrets. I, I think you know it's it's not that memorable. Ninety-seven percent of Harry Potter fans, yeah, will just, agree that two for whatever is, reason it's not that memorable. And. I like that that's when they kind of introduce Voldemort in a way. You know, yeah. you, you see him in in, in the, the first, first one, yeah. but you don't really You really start diving him. more into his like background and right. Secrets, and yeah. and it tells more stories of characters you've been introduced to and God, dude, Harry Potter's so good. You know, it just <laughs> it it all adds up and and the movies play themselves so well. It's not you know, year 1 and year 7 can be tied together. Yeah, and you're the cool part is too you're watching all these kids literally start from being kids yeah. to growing up and like almost becoming like quote unquote like high schoolers, you know? And it's like the evolution of them being kids. And it's, it's how kids grow up in the real world, except for in their world, there's dragons. Right. And so it's magic the real world. And, and yeah. Well, and, and so people, the critics out there will go, well, the acting's not that great. And I go, they're 11 year olds. I was, yeah. They're, Especially they're, in the initial ones. They're supposed to play young kids growing up. Like, And you know what? I will say, I'm glad you brought that up because I normally, 
Nothing turns me off of a movie more than child actors being bad. I just don't think most child actors are very good. There are exceptions, but I just if a, if a movie is built all around child actors, most of the time I don't like it. I just can't get into it. Harry Potter though, and Harry Potter is one of those examples where they do it really well. Like the acting is not necessarily like blowing you away, but it's it's good enough and it's built into this right. story well enough that you're like, okay, I'm I'm not concentrating on how bad these kids are at acting. I'm concentrating the story. on the movie. Yeah, when and even you know CGI in that, I mean it, it goes. Because you can't have some of that shit, you know, without CGI. Yeah. So you can tell in the Sorcerer's Stone, you're like, oh, when they're playing Quidditch, ah, eh, that you know, computer animated and all this shit. But again, it was made in what ninety nine, I think. Yeah. Or two thousand. And I sit there and I'm like, quit judging all of this shit. Because if you want to judge this shit, but then you're gonna go give Star Wars a higher rating, like on CGI base. You can't compare. One, Star Wars' CGI from the 70s is groundbreaking. Yeah. I don't... I've never really understood, which is why I don't understand the um, the critical... Like, the, the horrible, negative, critical reception to the Hobbit movies. And it was really all solely based on how much CGI they used. I can get past that. I don't know why people can't get past that. Like, it doesn't really... Unless it's just horrifically bad... I think Which lot, you're not going to get in a gigantic blockbuster movie like that. It's going to be passable. You I know? think the issue with... If it's a good enough story, I don't care really. Yeah, but I think the issue with like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is... The Lord of the Rings didn't use very much CGI. And they didn't need to. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think, it's kind of like comparing the original Jurassic Park to like Jurassic World. It's like, right. wow, they're using a lot more CGI than they did in the first one. But you got to think too. The times have evolved, right? There's I mean, a that's need just how for we make movies in a lot now. of sh- yeah. you know a lot of shit. I mean, look at the Fantastic Beast movies now compared to the original Harry Potter's. They use a lot more practical effects in the first Harry Potter's right. than they do in the Fantastic Beast. A lot of it is just what you're seeing is all CGI. You know, a right. lot of these spells being cast and like the action set pieces and stuff. Like that's not practical effects. Like no, some of it no. is, but most of it's just CGI. Well, and you know, going back to Harry Potter because. They are my pick to win, and they always will be. I don't see a flaw in any of the movies. And people, you know, like I said, we we could all sit here and point out, oh, you know, Dumbledore had a watch on her. You know, some random bullshit that comes up. I don't see a flaw in those movies. And I have watched those movies. Not going to lie, I've probably seen those movies were in August. I've probably seen those movies five times this year minimum this year just this year though every all of them like all of them one, one, through, one through seven and you've done that five times and i've done it five times so far i usually almost watch them like is it is basically all you watch harry potter and band of brothers is that all you ever watch so yeah working from home you know you've seen my office i've yeah. got two monitors for my computer my work computer i've got a tv mounted in the corner i've got my personal computer and i've got another monitor that goes over there not too many monitors, but go ahead. <laughs> I've got two more in my closet that I need to set up. That's a too many. Anyways, going back to the... Uh, so I'll just throw on Harry Potter or Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, you know, being... you know, We'll, we'll exclude them but because you brought them up. I'll throw on Harry Potter or Band of Brothers on the TV. And because I've seen them both so many times, in my head, I could be working, you know, grinding away on my, you know, my coding and stuff. And I know exactly where I am in the movie. 
and I can say verbatim what's going to happen. I know what I can. I'm like watching. Well, I would hope it in so. If you've seen them even just this year five times, you got me beat on Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars a lot, but I don't watch them five times a year. It's yeah. like once a year. That's maybe. because you're them. not that big of a fan. Get the fuck out of here. You're just a quote unquote big fan. Okay. So we've established how awesome Harry Potter is. Can we talk about Star Wars for a minute? I don't know. Come on. I've been giving you a lot. Like, I'm a oh, big Harry Potter fan. I did go with Star oh, Wars the batteries for everyone out there. Mm. Matt selected Harry Potter to win All right, let's bracket. talk about Star Wars. I selected Wars, Star Wars. I love Star There's Wars, There's no too. secret. We, th- I think that's where we got to get down to is, like, we can have impassioned arguments about which series is better, but I love Harry Potter so much that I'm not going to sit here and be like, dude, you have the wrong answer here. Star I, Wars and is I love better. Star Wars so much that... Like, yeah. I would love to sit down and watch the Harry Potter movies any day of the week just as much as I would love to sit down and watch Star Wars. If, I, I'm, my imagination is captivated equally by both universes. If we were to I'll pick a true winner in this, we would have to sit down and we'd have to agree upon a criteria to judge everything on. Mm-hmm. And we would have to nitpick, I mean, statistics, you know, run times, I'd have history. to pull up, like, the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes ratings of every movie in both right. franchises. We'd have to and come up with, like, the average. We'd have to come up with, like, box office gross. Right. It, we'd have Oscar to come up wins, with wins, all that kind of stuff. everything. Backstories of how things were made, yeah. you know. We would have to go That'd outside have to be of like the its cinematic. Own yeah. Right. It would be a... But I don't think it's fair in an opinionated bracket like this. So, with all due respect, Zach, Harry Potter wins... Okay, and with all but due respect, Matt, Star Wars wins. comes in second. Okay, I'm glad we can agree on that. <laughs> but anyway, let's hear Star Wars. Let's yeah, okay. hear, hear your point on. So Star let Wars. me rant about Star Wars for a second. So I grew up watching the original trilogy. My parents had the VHS copies of the original trilogy, and I wore those things out. And then eventually, I got super pissed at my mom because one time she agreed to lend out like either A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back to one of my friends in like elementary school, and he never returned the movie. So my trilogy was incomplete. Still salty about that to this day. So finally I was like, all right, Mom, I'm going out to buy. It's, t- it's, it's time we buy the DVD versions of the original trilogy. So we have those on DVD. Mom, it's 2003. It's time to buy the DVD <laughs> exactly, versions. Exactly. So I had, I had seen the original trilogy a bazillion times when I was a little kid. I was absolutely captivated by those movies. Then, like I, we were talking about earlier, the prequels come out. And we go get to see the prequels in theaters. And that was something that, like, my parents had talked about. Like, yeah, I remember going to the theaters and watching A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And it was, like, this groundbreaking thing that was sweeping across the nation. And everyone was talking about Star Wars. Well, that's how it was when the prequels came out. And it was, like, one of those things where, oh, my God, we're getting the first Star Wars movies since the 80s. You know, and this was 1999. This is a long time after those movies had come out. Like, it had been established. Like, the Star Wars story had been established. And then George Lucas shows up with, like, hey... Here's what happened before that. 15 years later. Here's what happened to Darth Vader before he was Darth Vader and establishes this whole arc of Anakin turning into Darth Vader. And the prequels get a lot of shit, and deservedly so. The dialogue in some of those movies is really atrocious. The, the, like, the, I think the screenplays is what hurts them the, the most. But I love the prequels, dude. The dude, prequels are just awesome. And it's part of the Star Wars experience. And as, as a... As a trilogy of movies, telling the story arc of one character, especially a character as iconic as Darth Vader, you'd be hard-pressed to find a series out there that did a better job of giving you the entire story arc of a character than what they did in the prequels with Anakin going through his whole journey from Anakin to Darth Vader. Like, and then you, you totally understand now, going into A New Hope, 
okay, this guy in the all black mechanical suit with the red lightsaber, I know everything that he's been through. I understand his motivations. I understand what got him to this point. Right, because beforehand, it's he's a just, tragic story. He's just a dude that you don't know nothing right. about. You know right. he's a bad dude. Which he's is got, probably he's what, got power. Yeah, which is probably what makes him so terrifying in those original movies. Is you don't know shit about well, it. And, and I, and I, you know, adding on to that point, I like that they bring up the story of you know the emperor. Yeah, Emperor you get, Palpatine. You get that, and you go, "Well, where did this Sith Lord come from?" Yeah, and, and you're sitting there, and you're trying to follow along, and you know, every movie after they come into that, you realize, you know, there's always. A Sith. Yeah. And, and they always have an apprentice. And they always have an apprentice. Yeah. And they go through the apprentices. You have Darth yeah. Maul. Then you have Count Dooku. Yep. And then you get motherfucking Anakin. Yep. Yeah, and I love how going back and seeing... So you with the prequels, not only do you get Anakin's tragic story of turning into Darth Vader, but you get... Okay, this Palpatine guy goes from being this senator from Naboo or whatever to basically... For the in, all of the bad negative things that happen in Star Wars and the entire story can be traced back to, to Emperor him. Palpatine. He's and, pulling the strings the entire time, and you know none of it. You don't until know until you yeah. get to the Revenge of the Sith, right? You literally don't know that he is puppeting everything. Yeah, and I, I would say I think most people agree Revenge of the Sith is the strongest of the prequels. The prequels Execute get a lot of shit. Sixty six. <laughs> oh, so great, dude. By the way, yes, some of the best memes that have been on the internet are because of the Star Wars prequels. Oh, yeah. Sam and I send Star Wars prequel memes back and forth to each other all the time, and they never cease to make me laugh. They're, okay, so you got the originals, you got the prequels. Then they came back and started making these new movies. And while I disagree a little bit with some of the storytelling choices they've made with the sequel trilogy, you got Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Return of the Jedi. Or Return of, Rise of Skywalker, right. sorry. Um... I disagree with some of the storytelling with these new movies, but they're still super dope. I mean, the, the I, and they're really like, I, th- I think, okay, storytelling wise and writing wise, the original trilogy is the best. Yeah. But visually, the new, the sequel trilogy are the best because they're the most, I mean, it's modern times. These movies have been made within the last right. couple of years. They're visually striking. And the things they can do with all of the technology that George Lucas was trying to do in the original trilogy, they can now do to the nth degree, you know? I think my opinion on that, and, you know, I think it's the new ones. If, if you watch, um, what, well, New Hope with The Force Awakens, you put them side by side, start to finish, you're going to see it. A shitload of similarities. It's basically the same movie. So, my issue with the newest three, and they're very entertaining. I think I've seen all of them in theaters, and I love them. Don't get me wrong. But my issue with them is, if you put them side by side, those movies were made, you know, 30 plus years ago. And they just change a little things here and there. But the same thing. The movies literally start with a Star Destroyer cruising over the top of the screen. And I sit there and I go, you have such iconic movies and you could you could build off of them, but you're repeating the story. Yeah, okay. So let's let's dive into that for a second. I just want to go on a quick little like side note about the sequels. I think 
I've thought about this a lot with the sequels. And what has happened, you're entirely accurate about The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens came out, it was right after Disney had bought the rights to Star Wars from Lucasfilm. And they were saying, we're going to make more Star Wars movies. So obviously, all the Star Wars fans, super pumped about that. Yeah. But the problem is, for J.J. Abrams, the guy who directed that, and I'm pretty sure he, wrote, he part wrote the script with some other people, the problem is, if you're Disney and you spent $4 billion buying the rights to Star Wars, you want to make sure that you get on base with your first at-bat. Like, you're not, going, you're not swinging for the fences trying to get a home run. You're just trying to get on base. So what they wanted to do was get a return on their investment. And what's the best way to do that? Hey, look at the original trilogy. A New Hope is, the most, is, is one of the most critically acclaimed movies in the entire series. Let's just basically do that story, but with new characters. Because we know everyone likes that. Right. So what they did is they just made The Force Awakens a new hope with a... It's, it's a new hope with a new coat of paint. That's what it is. Right. <clears throat> and you're bringing in the old characters. You got these new characters. And you got enough humor and enough of like the cool bringing in the, the part of the old story and bringing in like these, all these new characters with this whole other arc of stuff that they can go off on. And you're bringing in, now you got Ray and Finn and Poe mixing in with BB eight, you know, BB eight is like the new R2 D2 and stuff, you know, and, and uh, Jakku is like a new Tatooine, you know, there's so many similarities. So that comes out. It's basically a new, a new hope with a, with a shiny coat of paint. And everyone's like, okay, I liked it, but it's too similar to A New Hope. And so it gets, it makes like $2 billion or something. It's incredibly successful, but it gets like, you know, it's a, it's a good movie, but doesn't get like the most amazing ratings in the world. So then The Last Jedi comes out, which is the sequel. And what happens? They give it to, so the original plan was it was going to be different directors doing all three movies. Right. So someone was, J.J. Abrams was going to do Force Awakens. The Last Jedi was going to be Ryan Johnson, and I think Rise of Skywalker was going to be Colin Trevorrow, which is the guy who did Jurassic World, I think. And what ended up happening is Ryan Johnson comes out. They let him direct and write the screenplay for The Last Jedi by himself. So it's a totally, it's like him on his own coming up with his own idea for what this story is going to be for the second installment. And what does he do? He does nothing but subvert all of the expectations that you had going into that movie about what was going to happen after The Force Awakens. So there's all these questions built up around who is Ray's parents, yada, yada, yada. Who and is, who is Snoke? Go, hmm. Who is Snoke? And what Ryan Johnson sat down, literally, it almost is like he sat down and was like, I understand all of your questions, and I don't give a fuck about any of them. I'm not answering any of them. You can come back for the next episode. No one cares who Snoke. Uh, you you want to know who Snoke is? I'm no, gonna kill him. We never. You're never we gonna never find out. found out anything. You want to know who Ray's parents are? The answer is they were just nobody. They were just random people. Then we then we so it's like it out literally like, to all shit. So for like a couple of years, everyone's just all online, all in the online discourse. They're trying to figure out who are Ray's parents, who is Snoke, how did he rise into power, how did the First Order come into power, and all this kind of stuff. He just goes, I'm not answering any of those questions. Well, Here, here's this movie that's this total thing else. And then, just to finish my thought real quick before you yeah. go. And then Rise of Skywalker comes out. So you have this problematic point where Rise of Skywalker is not only the third movie in a trilogy, supposed to be wrapping up the story of a trilogy, but it's supposed to be wrapping up the entire Skywalker saga. So it's right. eight movies that had come out prior to that. Right. It's- so it's supposed to be wrapping up not only a trilogy, but two other trilogies. Right, Coming, bringing this whole story to a close in a satisfying manner, and you kind of got fucked over because the first two in this trilogy 
were like counteracting each other. One was like, hey, we're setting up all of this, all of these questions for where the story's going to go. The second one's like, no one cares about that. It goes in the other direction. Oh, so the third you one take has a right to go. Turn? Guess what? Yeah. I took a sharp left. So then the third one has to go, well, do we go back and carry on with The Force Awakens, like that path they were kind of starting? Or do we go more on the path of The Last Jedi, where it's like, it doesn't matter who Ray's parents are, the Force can be within anyone, you know, anyone can have that power within him. You don't have to be a Palpatine or a Skywalker. That's kind of a cool idea. I kind of, I would have been really down to see them take Star Wars in that direction. But what did they do? They're just like, nah, let's play it safe. She's a Palpatine. You know, it's like, well, I think I that's even what say hurt the sequel trilogy. Safe, it's like, in my opinion, they know? were just like, eh, we can't branch off too much. People are going to freak out. I mean, I was waiting for them to be like, yeah, you know, it's Luke's daughter from some random relationship he had. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, in my head, before I went and saw it, I'm, I'm thinking, how can they, you know, show who, who she is? Because. I get, you know, I, I understand Jedi's can come from anywhere. It's just the Force is a innate ability, and you know you can use it. But she's got like the Force, like yeah, she's the chosen one. Yeah. And, she's like the Harry Potter or the Luke Skywalker. Right. So I sit there and I go, where could she come from? And every scenario ran through my head. I'm like, I honestly don't know. I, and Honestly, I was like, well, maybe it's Obi Wan. Like, yeah. But he was such a loner, and so that a lot I go of people back, were betting he's either she's either Obi Wan's daughter or Luke's daughter. Well, and then I even started to research Qui Gon. Oh yeah, Dude, but I, I love Qui Gon. What a great character. I also what took me away from that was the fact that Qui Gon died when Anakin was a little kid. Mm-hmm. So the timelines if, really wouldn't match up. No, it would have to be Qui Gon's granddaughter. Yeah, and. So that kind of threw that theory out for me. And so, I, I mean, I was intrigued, and then they're like, she's a Palpatine. I'm like, well, holy shit. Like, so, okay, were you happy with that? Did you think that reveal was cool? Maybe, that- not, maybe not how they did it, but I was, I was happy that it was unexpected to me. Yeah. And I think it was unexpected to a lot of people. I, I agree that it was unexpected. I just think it was like the safe, unexpected option. You know, I think if they would have been really going for it and just being like, we're going to take Star Wars in a new direction because that's what was set up in The Last Jedi, the an- they would have just run with the answer of being, it doesn't matter who Rey's parents were. They were just random scavengers. She is just this random person who happens to be, you know, because supposedly the whole idea is everyone, the force flows through all living right. things. So we all kind of have the force. It's just that Jedi are the only ones who have been trained, trained to, to use like it. use it. Right. And with her displaying all of these remarkable abilities using the force, everyone was just assuming, well, she has to be like the only people we've seen that are that powerful are Skywalkers or, you know, Palpatines. But I don't think, I think one of the coolest things about the last Jedi and my thing with the last Jedi is when I went and saw it the first time, I really didn't know how I thought about it. I was going in expecting one thing. I was going in expecting to get answers to the questions that were brought up in the force awakens. And I was not given those answers. And I left that movie going, I don't know how I feel about that. That was a really weird Star Wars movie. It was not, it didn't follow the same formula. It was entertaining, but as far as the storyline goes, yeah, it was just weird. It was bizarre. But the more I've watched it, that's one of the better Star Wars movies, dude. I I like that he just took a chance and was like, I'm going to go left when everyone thinks I'm going to go right. Well, so one of my biggest beefs with Star Wars is when Disney bought them. So for the new sequels. For the new sequels... Besides Rogue One, 
Which, yeah, we, we haven't talked Which, about the spinoffs. I really, really enjoyed Rogue One. I thought right. Rogue One was cool. But my biggest issue with Star Wars would have to be when Disney bought them, you could tell Disney bought them. There's certain things in there that you're like, this is super cheesy. Like, yeah. They make them the, like kids' movies. The, you know, the, they're, the original trilogy and even the sequels, the humor is hidden humor. It's... It's funny things happening, or it flows really well. Yeah, it doesn't distract from the story. In in the new ones, you get that humor that you're kind of like, we could have used, we could use this somewhere else. We could have yeah. put it in. But I, I just, to me, they become cheesy, a little and, too Disney-ish. Disney-ish. Right, and and so that kind of you know, if we're gonna go back to the argument of Star Wars versus Harry Potter in terms of something like that. If we did the the first two trilogies of Star Wars, very very hard to compare those six with you know the eight movies yeah. of the seven years of Harry Potter. You add in the extra three, and I go, now your score dips in my opinion. I get they made a shit ton of money because you were set up by six other movies, whereas Harry Potter doesn't. You would think that they would have. But like we we said, they go so dark that it becomes the true story. You're, you're like, you're invested in the story. You're not invested in, I'm here to laugh. You're like, I'm here to figure what the yeah. fuck happens it's the in dark this world. Lord. Like, the, he's not fucking around. It ends and you go, they didn't abuse any part of this movie. Star Wars, I kind of feel like, dude, you just got captured by the First Order. And then you're you're cracking jokes. I'm kind of sitting there going... It's not I'm a not, funny situation. Right. right. It should be and like a serious situation. Now, now funny, one of the funny things, you know, and people didn't think it was funny in the theater, I could tell you that because people booed, was, you know, one of the beginning scenes when they're on um, the desert. Jakku. Jakku. And they go, you know, let's go for that speeder. And then it gets oh, blown yeah, up. Yeah. And okay, piece of junk it is. And they turn the Millennium Falcons there. Everyone's like, oh, boo. And I'm like, okay, that was, that was a good time for the humor. Yeah. But, and it's a cool, like, nod to the past and right. stuff. Yeah. But it's just one of those, you know, they're, they're very entertaining movies. I'm not knocking them. Um, I don't knock the other ones. It's just Disney came in, and I feel like if Disney buys something that doesn't need to be changed and kind of throws their Disney trademark on it, it gets ruined. I see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. Because I do think some of what detracts from the sequels is how Disney-ish they are, you know? it's I, I really would have been curious to see what the sequels would have been like had George Lucas had the energy and, like, the effort and the willpower to make three more. Because I don't think he was really interested in it. I think he was fine just selling the rights and saying you can make more. He's like, $4 billion? He's like, oh, what? This check says $4 billion? I, all right, Oh, okay. and I'm probably going to make royalties on this it, shit. Oh, yeah. I think... I would have been very interested to see what his version of the sequel trilogy would have been. Because I don't think... It, we would not have ended up with that story. No, and, and... It would have been pretty weird, I'm guessing. It would have been very strange and weird, but it would have been like right. true to Star Wars. And, and I think that's where, you know, another argument comes up. Harry Potter has seven books to go off of. That's true. They have a full storyline. Yeah. Star Wars... There's a blueprint. I know there's books out there. Yeah. I don't but know the when they were. the books follow the movies. Right. And the and books spin off of the movies. Like, right. So Everything came from those movies. So Star Wars is like George Lucas going, 
yeah. right, we're making a movie on this. It's him. He's and the and world he does builder. great. Yeah. The storylines he builds, yeah. how he executes it, great. Then we kind of start to, you know, the, the 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 middle trilogy in terms of when they were released. So the episodes one, two, and three are like, okay, he ties them in very well. Yeah. Then you get to seven, eight, nine, you're kind of like, Plus, well, here's another thing that's kind of crazy. How ballsy is it to start in the middle of the story? With the first movies that he released, it was the middle chunk of the story. Like, I get that the original trilogy is a trilogy, so it's got its own beginning, middle, and end. But, right. like, there's stuff that happens before that, and now we know there's stuff that happens after that. Like, it's kind of ballsy to just be like, I think I'm starting my story in the middle. <laughs> it's like not not starting with Harry Potter one. I'm starting with Goblet of Fire or something. Well, you know? and, and my dad always corrected me. I go, I want to watch the first Star Wars, and he goes, it's Episode three. And I go, no, it's the first well, it's one. Four. It's Episode four or Episode four. Yeah. Sorry. And I go, no, it's the first one. He goes, well, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, because he had the box set with the Roman numerals on. Right. It. That's what. Yeah. That's what I had. And so I'm sitting there going, no, it's the first one, Dad. Like, there's nothing before this. And he goes, I know, but this is not true episode. Yeah. Chronologically one. speaking, that's why I always say when people say the first Star Wars, I'm like, are you talking original trilogy or like right. the real number one, like the Phantom Menace? Right. That's why I try and talk in episode terms now. Yeah. One, two, three, it makes more four, sense five, six, like seven, eight, nine, six, or whatever. But. And I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that Harry Potter does follow the same story. I don't I mean? Yeah, Star Wars follows the same story. It follows, you know, uh, I don't know. Would you call Darth Vader a Sith Lord, or would you still call him an apprentice? Well, so he's what the the for the whole overarching story. It's like they call it the Skywalker Saga, right? That's what the whole thing is known as. But like he started off as a Jedi apprentice, became a Jedi, and then got turned to the dark side, became a Sith Lord. Yeah. Right. So everything Well, I guess technically everything would, you know, revolve around Palpatine. If you truly it's think It's really it, as much Palpatine's story as it is like the Skywalker story. Right. And and so that's the thing. I mean, yeah, they follow the story, but episodes one through six follow the story. Yeah, seven, eight, nine is like here's a random girl that you don't know anything about until the last. And that's one. why I was a little bit disappointed in what they chose to do with the storytelling for the sequels. Is like Palpatine died, dude. Like, why are we bringing him back? And there was just no explanation for like, like how he's back, dude. Yeah. with all these. That's what I mean. Followers is like, in like a stadium setting, and I think they kind of they screwed themselves. Like I said, because. Snoke was supposed to be the new Palpatine for the sequels, and they right. killed him off in the second one with no explanation of like who he was, where he came from. So what are you supposed to do with the third one? Well, and- you know, like okay, you just killed off the main bad guy who we were supposed to be. Like I guess you just run with it and have Kylo Ren be the main bad guy for the last one. They could have done that, right? But instead, they're like, nah, we got to bring Palpatine back. Well, but then they never explained how the fuck he got back in the first place. Right? It's like where? How did he? He died. And then, and then that's part of my issue too. Going, you know, with Kylo Ren. Dude wears the same fucking helmet that his grandfather wore. Like, he I was mean, like a. It's not the same one, but he was like a a Darth Vader fanboy almost. Yeah, and, like and that's what he was. And so universe. something like that, you know, if I'm gonna be a movie critic, because since we're doing that now, that's gonna turn me away and be like, make him show his face the whole time. Kylo Ren definitely grew on me though. I, I think he really annoyed the shit out of some people in the For- the Force Awakens, but I think. 
Um, Adam Driver, the guy who plays he, him, is a, a super talented actor, and I think what he did with that character, he brought a lot more depth to it than yeah. like, he could have. No, no, no problem with the character, but it, it's just those little subtle things that that I kind of am like, you guys just did the same shit. I get it worked, but like, come on. But you I'm know, here that for new content, Rise of Skywalker. I'd have to double check it, but it's one of the least rated in the whole franchise, which is a real bummer. You know, it's like the capstone on the whole thing. You know what sucks is last year, in 2019, we had the end of Game of Thrones, we had the end of Star Wars, and we had the end of Marvel, essentially. The end of that story. I know they're going to continue to make movies. The the Avengers The Avengers story. story. The Infinity Gauntlet story. And Avengers knocked it out of the fucking park. Game of Thrones butchered it, and Star Wars butchered it. It really, it's a bummer. It's like... Because if you look at like the Rotten Tomatoes rating for Rise of Skywalker, it's not very good. Like people, the critics well, did not I like mean, it. So I have I have their box office numbers open here. So you know, the Return of Star Wars for us, The Force Awakened in 2015 opening weekend dropped 248 million. It made over two billion by the time. It Domestic was total, so just U.S. alone was oh, yeah, 936.7 yeah. million. <laughs> Ridiculous. So that was 2015. Then Rogue One came out. And now we got to remember, The Force Awakens is episode seven. Rogue One is what? Episode so one and a half? Rogue One is post Revenge of the Sith, pre A New Hope. So it's like between, it's like three and a half. Right, three and a half. I don't know why I said one and a half. You know what I was talking about, though, going after New Hope. Rogue One came out in 2016, so a year later. Opening weekend made $155.1 million. Domestic totaled at about five hundred thirty-two point two million. Still a shit ton for a side story that no character is in. Yeah, I think hands down, Rogue One is the best and most critically um, claimed spinoff. Then that they've done in twenty seventeen. They came out the Last Jedi, two hundred twenty million on opening weekend with six hundred twenty point one million domestic total. I'm not even going to go into Solo because, yikes. Yeah, Solo's okay. I mean, if you like Star Wars, you'll enjoy it, but it's not anything special. So if, if we're going to go off of box office, you would expect the end of a saga, the end of a story. The capstone of the whole thing. The end of everything to, you know, blow everything away. Opening weekend, and I believe this is all domestic here in the U.S., $177.4 million, with a domestic total of 515.2. So it under... It undergrossed domestically both the previous two and the both trilogy, the last right? Jedi, um, Rogue One, and yeah, so they all the did Force better. Awakens. While at the same time, I'm pretty sure the Avengers Endgame total was in the billions. Oh yeah, yeah. it's I'm, the, it's now the highest grossing movie ever made. So Avengers and it's like got a. Amazing Rotten Tomatoes rating. Like, they nailed it. Right. They, I mean, so it earned $2.79 billion at the global box office. $2.79 billion. That's so ridiculous. Okay, so while you're going over some box office numbers, too, I looked up Rotten Tomatoes for Rise of Skywalker, 51%. It's not even a fresh. It's not what you want, man. I mean, especially for the last one, it's like, it's just a bummer. I would have, you would have wanted to see that, like, in the 80s, at least. Like an 80, 81 to like eighty six, right? It would have been like okay, that's that's a satisfying conclusion, you know. But fifty one, it's like, 
I mean, I don't know. Visually, it's really fun to watch, but they, they messed up the story. You know, I think they dropped the ball. So, with that being said, Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part 2. Guess what their Rotten Tomatoes score was? And if I'm reading this right... 76. Um, higher. Uh, 82. Higher. 89. 96. Oh, shit. For Deadly Hallows Part 2. The end of the Harry Potter universe. Got right, a 96. So they nailed it. With an audience score of 89. They nailed it. So this is what I mean. You got all these big things ending. Marvel? Nailed it. Harry Potter? Nailed it. Star Wars? Didn't nail it. Game of Thrones? Didn't nail it. You know? It's like it sucks when these big pop culture properties drop the ball they fumble on the one yard line you know it's like you have this immense immensely successful amazing critically acclaimed thing and then the last one's just like eh so Fantastic Beasts has a 36% yeah the fan I wanted the, the to ask you a little bit about Fantastic Beasts because you were talking about the sequels kind of taking away from the overall Star Wars like rating Fantastic Beasts is kind of dragging the Harry Potter series down if you, if you encapsulated all of them and took all of their ratings into consideration so, They're dragging the Harry Potter so, series down. With that being said, though, I will jump in because I have it up on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm just going to run through the Harry Potter real quick, and hopefully our battery doesn't die because we got down to one bar. Sorcerer's Stone, 2001, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a good score. Chamber of Secrets, my least favorite, 2002, 83%. All right, we went up 2% for the second. Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, 90% in 2004. 7% spike. Goblet of Fire dropped to 88%. Then the Order of the Phoenix was at 78%. Half-Blood Prince went up to 83%. Deathly Hallows Part 1 was 77%, which was the lowest Harry Potter movie rating. Was how much? 77? 77. Deathly Hallows Part 2, 96%. Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them, the first Fantastic Beasts, 74%. Those are all solid ratings. Yeah, that's pretty 74 impressive. being your, your lowest rating. Then you decide to get into The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is, was released two years ago. 36%. Yeah. So if you took the average of everything before 2018, I think Harry Potter honestly would blow So g- give me the Wars two out. Fantastic Beasts Rotten Tomatoes ratings. 74% for uh, Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Them, the first one. 74 is pretty good. And then The Crimes of Grindelwald, 36. 36. Okay, I got the Rotten Tomatoes for Star Wars. You want to hear them real quick? Let's, let's hear them. So this just ought to tell you something. I'll start from the bottom. Um, they're including the Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated movie. I'm not going to count that. No, but no, no. Rise of Skywalker is the last, it's the lowest ranked Rotten Tomatoes movie in the entire Sky, Star Wars Skywalker saga, which sucks. That's the last one. Right. 51%. The Phantom Menace at 53%, which I, I would agree it's probably the worst one in the prequels. I Like I said, I love the prequels still. Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, 65%. So after, the only two that aren't fresh are The Phantom Menace and Rise of Skywalker. So the first one and the last one. Other than that, everything else is certified fresh. So Attack of the Clones, 65%. Solo, A Star Wars Story, 70%. Um, episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, 80%. Episode four, or sorry, episode six, Return of the Jedi, 82%. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, 84%. Star Wars The Last Jedi, 90%. 
Star Wars A New Hope, 92%. The Force Awakens, 93%. And the, the highest ranked Rotten Tomatoes Star Wars movie in the entire series is The Empire Strikes Back at 94%. So... So if, if we took these averages... So really, other than two movies, they're all bona fide fresh. Right. So if we wanted to, to nitpick, to say we did have to pick one and agree on it, I know we won't ever agree on it, but say we had to, I think Harry Potter nudges it out in the overall. So you said there was no Harry Potter movies that were not fresh, right? They were all The lowest fresh. Harry Potter, I believe, was a 77 yeah. So the lowest ranked Harry Potter was still way better than the lowest ranked Star Wars. The lowest ranked Harry Potter was a 77. But to make it fair, if we did nine movies each, we'd have to add in the 36% for Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, and a 74% from Where to Find Them. But there's only three in the 70s. The rest are 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's really impressive. And I mean, you know, I, I admit, they're on average, they're... They have better ratings. Um, what's the highest rated one? What the last one, 96. 96, damn. See, the highest rated one is Empire Strikes Back with 94. So, with all that being said, we love Harry Potter and we love Star Wars. Matt happens to love Harry Potter more. I happen to love Star Wars more. But we would love for you guys out there, all the listeners, to email in your brackets, submit them. Uh, even just print them off and tell us what you picked. We'd love to hear from you guys. Should we read through some of these selections? Yeah, let's, let's just so get a quick... I actually, I have them down. I have, if you want me to just read like the, the highest number of results, I went through and tallied up who won. Yeah, let's... So... Let's just give a quick rundown of th- that. This, so this should can... really not come as a surprise. Let's see, we had 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We had 13 brackets here. And my and... brother's, so 14. Okay, and what did he pick? Harry Potter over Star Wars. Oh, shit. So we got Harry Potter. The brothers stick together. Okay, so that brings us to 14 brackets that we have outside of Matt's and and myself. So we had three people pick Marvel to win, three people pick Star Wars, and three people pick Harry Potter. I don't think that comes as a big show. Marvel, Star Wars, and Harry Potter just running shit. This is surprising to me. The next highest selection for championship, National Lampoon. Two people pick National Lampoon. I'd like to know their ages. That's kind of crazy to me. And, and what they do with their spare time because they must not watch a lot of movies. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I don't see how you get there. What was National Lampoon in our bracket? 12 what? seed. 12 seed. Okay. That's yeah, a bold choice. Um, it's a bold move, we, Cotton. We have one selection for Mad Max. I like that pick. I just don't see it beating any number one seeds. It's got one good movie, like we talked about. Yeah, one for X Men. I like. I like that. Whoever whoever picked X Men, we can talk. I like X Men. We and can talk for a little bit. This is the hands down craziest selection we have in this entire thing. Someone picked Medea. I think it's a joke. Again, I need to meet this person. They might be trolling us, but Probably. someone picked Medea to be the best franchise out of this entire sixty four team franchise bracket we put together here and let me remind you out that there beats for the marvel out for the this is a 16 seed right beating marvel in the first that's round. like some community college beating duke in the first you know what round. i gotta find that bracket just so i can find give it. everybody the rundown of you know what happened in terms of the final four because because we need to know how they got there we need to know how they got there 
And then we're going to have to ask them to never, ever take part in our brackets again. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone's welcome to join in. These are just for fun. We're here to make friends. Unless you pick Medea. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, just tell us, what was Medea's path to the championship, to cutting down the nets? So, to cutting down the nets, <laughs> Medea had to beat Marvel. Then they beat, you know what, I'm, I'm no, no, okay. All right. So, Medea, on their bracket, beat Marvel in the first round. Then they beat insane. Child's Play, which beat out Jaws in the second round. Which, okay, that mat, that 8-9 could be okay. They had American Pie in their Sweet 16, and it beat out American Pie. So that was a 16 versus a 12. <laughs> and then we have Nightmare on Elm Street made it to the Elite Eight on that. So it was Medea versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. And then they had National Lampoon versus Medea in the Final Four. What? With Medea winning. And on the other... So, so this person didn't even have Harry Potter beating Amityville. Yeah, that's just... that's. Nor that's did absurd. they have Lord of the Rings beating Scary Movie. And there's no name on this bracket, so I can't even try and be, you know, somewhat upset because I can't... I'll know. do some digging. I'll, I'll ask Taya because these all came from her coworkers. I'll, I'll, right. We'll do some digging. So... We're going to put you on blast, whoever picks. So on the other side of the Final Four, they had Underworld versus versus Transformer. No, wait. Transporter. (laughs) You're just looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? So in the championship game, they had Medea versus Transporter. I'm just throwing this bracket away. That's, that's, that's. Yeah, I don't, bold choices there. Thank you for participating. Yeah, thank you but for participating. Next time, please write your name on this so we can just keep a file of all of your bullshit and, you know, put asterisks next to every single thing. Because I think read. we had, you know, when we're going through, we had, let's see, nine people picked either Marvel, Star Wars, or Harry Potter. That's to be expected. Right. But I think what makes this so I don't even know what Medea is, is. is. It's a 16 seat. Oh, you don't even you mean like I don't as even a know fr- what the movie is as a franchise? I gotta look this shit up. It's it's like a Tyler Perry. Oh, thing. okay, yeah, okay. Now I know. I've never seen any of them, but I also have zero interest in seeing any of them too. So no, just looking at the the pictures. Okay, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. not gonna beat Marvel. Not gonna be anything on my bracket. <laughs> so, I'll take Conjuring yeah. over this shit. Oh, absolutely, Conjuring. And I hate scary movies. <laughs> so there you go, folks. That's our 64-team bracket. Um, Matt had Harry Potter winning. I had Star Wars winning. And, and we'd love to hear what your selections are. That, that was what some of our other, what, 14 of 14 our uh, listeners picked. And um, yeah, so there we go. We thought that was a fun little exercise to do. Yeah. We, Matt and I built this bracket out a couple years ago. We wanted to kind of get to the bottom of what was the ultimate movie franchise in Hollywood. And I think this is a good way to do it, and I think we had some good discussions about right. it. So, so uh, with that being said, you still feel free to send us, you know, your brackets if you want. We'd love to take a look at them. If you want to troll us, go ahead. You know, yeah, we can cover that in some of our next episodes. We are going to move on to like some NBA playoffs yeah. type stuff, and possibly some other things moving on here in the future. I know Matt and I have talked about a little bit, maybe me doing some like book review type stuff, and Matt talking about video games and. So we'll get to, you know, this podcast is called Just Browsing. It's, it's, We're gonna it's be about more, more than movies. So 
We will be talking about other stuff, well, and, but and that like, was our franchise bracket. Right. And like we said at the beginning, feel free to shoot us some, some ideas, you know, comment on our posts on Facebook, go like our page, just browsing, um, you know, send us some emails with some topics. We're open. Uh, like Zach and I said, we want, we want to have fun. We want to be engaging with, uh, you know, you, the, the listeners. We're not going to talk politics. We're here to, we're here to keep a smile on our faces yeah, we'll we'll debate. We'll have some fun debates, but it's all going to be sports it's, teams it's, and movies. It's all going like to be that. for fun. Yeah, we don't want to get you know serious in terms of pushing our friendships to the boundary. Yeah, and you guys, you have enough of that in your life already, we, right? You're not you're not too. We're your escape to, from reality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to update our brackets on uh, the the Just Browsing Podbean website, and you guys can go see our final brackets there and. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. check us out on Podbean, iTunes. We will hopefully be up on Spotify here soon. We're already on YouTube. Yep, YouTube. Yeah. So, and, um, yeah. I think with that, that's a wrap on the movie I franchise. Think, you know, Harry Potter takes it, and I'm going to hit the recording button so everyone knows that Harry Potter took it. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We yeah. appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll be in your ears again soon. Star Wars is the best. All right, bye. Yep. Good job, Harry Potter.